Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Mastin Kip Podcast. I'm your host. Mastin Kip, and I am the creator of Functional Life Coaching, where we discover the root cause emotional blocks that are holding you back from success. And I'm also the creator of Trauma Hacking, helping you turning your nervous system into your ally, and the best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Power, and also a trauma survivor advocate. And this podcast is from my heart to yours. I'm going to share with you all kinds of different things, uh, different coaching uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, uh, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter, helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that. My team loves hearing that too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mastin Kip Podcast. I got the name Functional Coaching because I realized what we were doing was at a root cause level. Uh, that's what functional medicine does symptomatically in the body. And I was like, well, that's what we do for emotions. So functional coaching was inspired by functional medicine. So this is a really beautiful marriage that we're happening, uh, we're having here today. And this is such a fun conversation because, um, what we know, and this is one of the first things I want us to start to align on. One of the reasons why I think there's some chaos, and you tell me if you think this is true. There's some chaos in the healthcare field at the moment is because we're trying to solve long-term problems with short-term solutions. And here's what I mean by that, okay? When we look at how medicine, like modern medicine came into being, it really started to become extremely powerful once we started getting antibiotics, right? And we start looking at like, you know, the mid 1900s, early 1900s, you know, there, there, there was a, you know, a pandemic, a flu pandemic in the early 1900s. Um, and around that same time, shortly thereafter, we start getting things like penicillin, right? And penicillin, which is an antibiotic, is one of the reasons why the Allies won the first or second, I think it's the second, second world war, right? I think a fact check me on that. Pretty sure it's second world war because we could recover faster. Okay. And so we started to realize like, oh my God, penicillin is like saving so many lives, right? That's a good thing, right? And we started to see infectious disease deaths drop like massively, right? Because we start to have antibiotics. 
Now, are antibiotics good things? Are they saving, is saving millions of lives a good thing? What do you think? I think you might be thinking it depends on whose life it is. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Right? But the idea is, yes, saving millions of lives, like they, they won Nobel Peace Prize for this type of shit, right? This is like a paradigm-changing thing, okay? And if we even look at modern day, okay, um, and the context of COVID, right? COVID um, is an infectious disease, right? And when we look at treating an infectious disease, um, you know, there are acute measures that one can take. And because COVID is such a new pathogen, um, there's still research being done on, on what needs to be due to intervene on it. There's a lot of research that has been done, but it's a relatively new, um, pathogen. But there are things that we're doing. So whether you're for or against vaccines, um, really isn't relevant to the context of science because with science, the purpose of a vaccine is to give your system an exposure to a pathogen and let your immune system adapt to be more resilient to fighting it off. And the reason why everyone's so scared of COVID right now, uh, beyond the news cycles and the fear, is that the reason why a new pathogen is so scary, there's, by the way, we've had new pathogens emerge since the beginning of time. Like this is not new in human evolution, right? But our immune systems haven't seen this before, which is why there's a lot of fear. Right now, what's happening because of that and the politics of that are for a separate conversation. But as a vaccine, the purpose of a vaccine is to introduce a pathogen to your body so it knows how to fight it. Who follows? This makes sense. That's all it's for. Okay. But that is an infectious disease approach. Taking an, like, gosh, like last month, I had randomly strep throat. I took an antibiotic. Right. Who follows? This makes sense. Both vaccines and antibiotics are approaches that are taken to reduce the spread and the incubation time of an infectious disease. That's the purpose of them. Does that make sense? Right? And you catch, you know, you get strep throat and you take the antibiotics and it hopefully goes away. Right? Now, the problem What's what, with what, with what's happening is because we've saved millions of lives, we've actually upgraded to a new problem, right? We used to have a problem in the 1900s and before where there was massive, massive cholera and the plague and all these things. People were just, you know, dying from these things in way more, way larger numbers than what we're seeing today. Okay. So we've improved our problem. Our problem is we're living longer. Infectious disease doesn't kill us as easily as a species. And now we have chronic problems. So we don't have acute problems like, oh my God, I hope I don't get the plague and die. Like that's not a common experience for most people alive today. Now our problems are, oh my God, I have diabetes or I have cancer or I have fibromyalgia, whatever that is, right? or I have rheumatoid arthritis, or I have some type of symptom of a long-term problem. And so why there's like all this confusion discord is that we are in the age of infectious disease, not even though with the news cycle and everything's happening with COVID and there's all these protocols and all these things that have to happen, the actual number of deaths for something like COVID that are happening now versus 100, 200, 300 years ago are significantly reduced because of science, okay? If a pandemic were to break out like it's breaking out now, hundreds of years ago, it would have been far worse for sure, 
Okay, there were also no news media, so who knows? Maybe better. I'm not sure, right? But like the idea, even the the stress of the pandemic is a whole other conversation. But the point is, we are doing a better job keeping human beings alive and fighting off infectious disease. The problem is that we are now in the age of chronic disease. Okay, and those are two different categories. Okay, infectious disease is something that you have right now. You take a pill, and usually you're better. Who falls? Does this make sense? Okay. And that might also be the case for like, I don't know, a headache, right? It's an acute problem that you have and you take a pill and it disappears. But you can't take an infectious disease approach to a chronic disease because they're different. They're completely different. Okay. And so what's happening in the world right now is this, we'll call it modern medicine, okay? is that modern medicine has a uh, business model, okay, that is designed to treat chronic illnesses in an infectious disease way as a whole, right? So we have a chronic issue that we're trying to solve with a pill. Now, there are moments and times where like that makes sense, and especially if we talk about mental health, right? When we start looking at like Prozac coming on the scene, right? I think Dr. Bessel van der Kolk may have been one of the first people to ever prescribe it, okay? Um, they, the, the psychiatrists saw dramatic, dramatic changes in their clients. Dramatic, okay? So is Prozac bad? Is Wellbutrin bad? Is our benzos like Xanax bad? Drugs are drugs, right? Who follows? Does this make sense? They're just drugs. That's all they are, okay? And yes, you can change or force the brain into certain biochemical states, Right. And that is an innovation. Right. And, and it's not the full picture. Right. And so this retreat is not for or against prescription medication. We're not going to take a stand on that. That's an individual decision that you have to make between you and your doctor. This retreat is not medical advice. Okay. This is, we're not doing, we're, this is not HIPAA. None of that is happening here. This is more informational based. But what we want to start to realize is that there's more to a complex situation like a chronic experience of an illness than just take a pill, make it go away. And that is true both for physical illness and mental illness because they are lifestyle-based experiential responses to what we've been through, both physically and emotionally. Who follows? This makes sense? Okay. And so one of the reasons why there's a lot of confusion out there is because um, we have to understand what, what mindset are we using. If we're using an infectious disease, acute disease model to solve a problem, that works in the short term. But if you take an infectious disease, acute disease model, and you look at something like addiction or fibromyalgia or IBS or Crohn's or whatever... It's not gonna work long term because it doesn't address the underlying issues, right? And what we are learning in the science between chronic illness and mental health is there is a correlation and there's a difference between correlation and causation, okay? Causal means something caused it is the reason why. Correlation means it's involved with. So do we see the difference between what causes something versus something that's involved with it? We make, does that make any sense? Yes? Okay, cool. There is a correlation between 
adverse experiences and chronic illness. In fact, one of the ways that the whole trauma field emerged was almost by accident because we'll talk more about this later, but there was an obesity study that was done and it uncovered that many, many, many large number of people who are obese had experienced adverse experiences. So it wasn't even trying to find trauma. It was just trying to study obesity. And one of the side effects of one of the early ACEs studies or one of the early obesity studies is this ACEs thing emerged from an obesity study. Obesity is a chronic condition. Who follows? This makes sense. And what we're starting to see, and you'll start to see this week and really notice, is that there may very well be correlations in your life from when certain events happened to when certain symptoms started to happen for you. There's a correlation there, okay? Now, we're not suggesting that one thing like doing trauma work is the only thing, but what we are suggesting is we want to take a more integrated approach to understand the root cause of chronic illness. And if we do not take emotions and adverse experiences into context, we're missing a big piece. And what's cool about IFM is just, but it's cool and also frustrating for me because IFM is on the cutting edge of this, but only, it was only this year. Okay. Well, actually now last year. Okay. But within the last year, um, where IFM finally had Stephen Porges at their conference talking about polyvagal theory, right? So IFM is starting to have awareness that like there's a thing here called the nervous system and trauma and trauma is important. Um, and, and, and then on the trauma conference side with like Bessel, they're not looking at, at, at chronic illness yet, right? They're looking more at like mental health and stuff like that. So they're not really looking at like microbiome health and things like that. And so these worlds have not met yet. They're just starting to meet right now. Okay. Who follows? Does this make sense? And it's because of that that Dr. Messier and I decided to, to do this retreat so that we could like speed up the conversation, right? Because, you know, research takes forever and I don't have the time. <laughs> It's basically the bottom line, okay? And our goal is also to help you understand how to become the CEO of your own health, okay? Because that is, that, that, that's internal sense of agency, which is like super important. And so we are in the middle of a transformation from an infectious disease only model into a chronic model, and they're just different problems, right? And by the way, just be very clear, it is better, I'm not saying that chronic illness is great, but if I had to pick between, I don't know, gout or being pre-diabetic with like dying of the bubonic plague, okay, I definitely would choose like not dying of the, bu- the bubonic plague. Like, does that make sense? Like, that's probably where, right? And we're in a new place and we need new solutions because the standard can't be what it is now. Because the problem is, if you look at infectious disease, you know, the drugs are working for the most part, right? People are not dying of the plague or they're not dying of, of you know, all of these infectious diseases. COVID is a new pathogen, so it's a little bit out of context. But even now, the death rate is nowhere close to what it could have been without modern science, okay? And it's awful, okay? However, if we look at chronic illness, the numbers are so clear that there's a big problem that we are not solving, and if we look at mental illness, the numbers are also really clear that we have a big problem, okay? And here's how we know. When we look at the data around infectious disease, 
Okay. You know, antibiotics come out and they kind of almost drop to zero in a lot of cases. Okay. Could you imagine when Prozac came out, if mental health cases dropped to near zero, how amazing that would have been? Right? Because if the drugs, especially with mental health, worked the same way for mental health conditions that antibiotics do for infectious disease, theoretically, we should not be having mental health problems, say like we are. Who follows? This makes sense. But if you look at the data, we are actually experiencing more mental health problems as a percentage of population than before Prozac ever came out. Okay. Right. Which is interesting. And what we don't know is what would the number be like without Prozac? Probably a lot higher as far as I know. And and other drugs like that too. Right. But the point is, is that it's not making the problem go away. It's just helping people cope with it more. Who follows? This makes sense. Okay. And so we have to start to realize that to really understand the root cause of chronic illness and mental health, we have to look at it both from a medical perspective. What is the functional medicine perspective, right? What are the tests? What's happening in my body? What do I need to know about deficiencies and you know, hormones and, and allergies and all that type of stuff? And then also, what are my adverse experiences that I've been through? And is there a story that I can start to tell and start to link these two things up? Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.